Good morning, Redeemer King. Uh, my name's Nathan. Uh, some of you will know me, some of you won't. Um, I'm mates with Carl, um, Andy Kind and a few others there. Um, I work for Christian Vision for Men. Um, and it's a great privilege to share something with you this morning. Um, thanks, Carl um, and Andrea, for inviting me to speak. Um, I wanted to share something on the observable universe um, and a little bit of a glimpse of eternity to encourage you uh, this morning. Um, I don't know about you, but there has been moments, definitely a few, where I felt utterly exhausted um, in the last kind of eight months or so. Uh, yeah, just utterly exhausted, worn out, uh, physically tired, uh, emotionally, um, spiritually, and also mentally quite exhausted as well. Um, and there's been those moments where, as a Christian, um, someone who's following Jesus and trying to follow Jesus to the best of my ability uh, with the company of my brothers and sisters around me, um, there's been moments where you just think, well, this is hard work. Um, where prayer, for example, has just felt so dry and I've not, not managed to break through with a prayer or, or reading my Bible and this sense of not understanding and kind of picking the Bible up and going, I just, I just not understand anything here. I'm not, I'm not getting anywhere. Um, church connection as well has been a struggle. Um, you know, it, it's felt a little bit hit or miss, um, partly because we haven't got that same sort of in the room connection. Uh, but it's just the way it's been, you know, I've dipped in and out of online services and, and maybe you're dipping out of this one right now. I don't blame you. Uh, but that's just how it's been. Um, we've, we've kind of journeyed through this time of uncertainty and, and it has different effects on us. Uh, and I wanted to just say that there's been moments where um, my Christian faith has lost its sparkle. Uh, my my desire and energy to follow Jesus has has dropped away. Uh, that doesn't mean I've stopped believing. Uh, that doesn't mean that I've stopped hoping. But it means I've just hit these moments where perhaps the wheels have come off, and you really start to rely on that anchor of faith uh, that you put in Jesus and the Word of God, the Bible. Um, so I wanted to give you just a bit of a glimpse of one thing that's really encouraged me throughout that period, throughout that time of of just uncertainty and, and just struggle, actually, at times. Um, and one of the things I found was in Psalm 147. So I'm just going to read some of that to you. Um, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. And then verse three, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Let me just read that again. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power, his understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. And then just jumping into verse 10 and 11. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of man. Uh, the Lord delights in those who fear him. Let me read that again. The Lord delights in those who fear him. 
who put their hope in his unfailing love. He delights in those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Um, I find that quite mind-blowing um, that we've got this God of the universe, and we'll pick this up in a second, this incredible creator God that has no limits um, and and has woven together eternity and gives us a glimpse of it in the observable universe. And then you've got this dad who can heal the broken hearted. How does that work? How have you got these two incredible dynamics of, of God? You know, Jesus prayed it, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's like, Father, you are holy, you are majestic, yet you're my dad. And that's just mind-blowing to me. Uh, and verse 3 says, in Psalm 147, verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Are you brokenhearted? Are you wounded? Uh, my guess will be a lot of people watching this would say, absolutely I am. Uh, there are wounds that have never healed. There are wounds that I'm waiting to turn into scars. Uh, and there's wounds that I can't leave alone to turn into scars. Um, and I think a lot of people are broken hearted too. Whether it's personal stuff, failure, uh, you tried something and it didn't go well, or you stepped out and got shot down. There's loads of reasons why we get broken hearted through personal failure, through stuff we do that goes wrong, and even just stuff that happens around us that was out of our control, that was done to us or or against us, can leave us feeling incredibly broken hearted. And I want to encourage you, if, if that is you this morning, um, verse three says, he heals the broken hearted and binds up their wounds. Um, how does he do that? Because when you're in that place, it's really hard to say, oh, I'm feeling that. I, I know you're now doing that. You're, you know, right now. I just felt you, you take me through a process of healing my broken heart and binding up my wounds. I personally haven't had that. It's more of a journey. Um, just a, a story. My daughter, who's seven, took her out on her bike a little while ago in lockdown, and uh, we went down a hill, a slope through these woods. And I went down it first on my bike, and I was like pulling the brakes all the way, thinking, "Yeah, it's pretty steep." Uh, I stopped at the bottom, turned around, and bless her, she's on this little kid's bike, too small for her, no safety helmet. I'm going to put my hands up and confess that straight away. I had no first aid kit, no water, and I didn't have my phone on me. And we we're about half hour away from home. She's come down this slope, and she's gone for it to follow her dad. And she's gathered speed and momentum, didn't pull the brakes. By sort of halfway down the hill, I was then in this place of she's coming off and this is going to be bad. She did come off. She totally lost control, absolutely wiped out at the bottom of this um, hill. And obviously terrible for her because she smashed herself up beyond belief. Um, but also bad for me because watching your kid, if you've, if you've got kids, watching your kid or kids smash themselves up like that through a moment where you think, why I did nothing? It's quite hard to watch them go through that. So anyway, I bundled her in the car after getting helped by strangers and taken home and all this stuff. Off to A&E, and I remember vividly sitting in the car with her, and I took a picture um, to mark that moment, so I didn't forget it. And she loved seeing herself since, <laughs> her wounds. Um, but smashed up, big cut on her head. It felt like every part of her was bruised and cut. And she was laying sort of in the chair, totally bashed up. 
And I had this little inner voice, you know, God sometimes does it. It gives you a concept, a whole concept and download. It's like, boom, have that. And it's a second thought. Um, and, and I felt good to say you and others are like her. Beaten up, broken hearted, wounded, just laying there like, ouch. And it just made me well up. I was like, yeah. Like I have been <laughs> in that place spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. We're just totally beaten up. And then I and then I kind of went on this journey with Annie, my daughter, over the next few weeks. And I watched how she recovered, how her broken heart was healed, how her body was recovered. And she didn't want to ride a bike. She was scared of heels, all this stuff. Um, and, and the process was pretty simple. We just talked about it. We went over it again and again and again. And Annie explained it to me in a hundred different ways. What would have happened, Dad, if this? What would happen if that? Did you see when that happened? Let's go back to the place where it happened and talk about it. And I listened to Annie. And then I listened to Annie. <laughs> and then I listened to Annie. And we talked, we shared when she wanted advice, when she wanted a different perspective on it, I offered it. And slowly we journeyed that healing process for her, where she was more confident then to get back on her bike and with the right kit. Helmet went on, I went out of a safety first aid kit, phone, water. Uh, but we started to adventure again. We started to adventure again on our bikes and every day we were out on those bikes doing miles in lockdown. And I would encourage you, if you are beaten up, smashed up, he heals the broken hearted and he binds up their wounds. Don't stop talking to him. Don't hide yourself away. Don't lock yourself away. Talk to him. Every angle, every moment of it, he won't get bored of hearing it. And he'll journey with you through it and he'll start to help you to adventure again. And I can promise you that will happen because that's what the Bible tells me and I believe it's, it's trustworthy. So he can heal the broken hide. Um, the next thing in here, uh, verse 4, Psalm 147, verse 4, he determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Let me show you something. Here's a picture of the moon. Now, this obviously is something I don't know a huge amount about. Um, so here's a picture of the moon. I do know, I do know that. Now, the moon is about 238,000 miles away from Earth. Um, here's a picture of Mars. Mars is about 980 times further than that. So you start to get an idea on scale now here's a picture of the voyager one space probe um, now we're going to step outside of our solar system a little bit where we start visiting our interstellar neighbors um, and we start measuring in light years here when we're dealing with voyager one distances speed and travel times so a light year the distance that light travels in a full earth year Okay, so that's a measure of a light year, the distance that light travels in a full Earth year. So Voyager 1 is smashing through the universe um, at an astonishing rate. So here's a picture of uh, a star, Proxima Centauri, and this is the closest star to us other than the sun, and it is 4.24 light years away. So about four light years away. Now, to give you a perspective on speed, Voyager 1 is traveling at 11 miles per second. 
Now, if we were able to, which we can't, but if we were able to point Voyager 1 in the direction of Proxima Centauri, it would take about 70,000 years to reach that star, and it would probably not even be there when it got there. Uh, I mean, that gives you a little bit of an indication on the fastest thing we've got out there, traveling at 11 miles per second, would still take 70,000 years to get to a distance of four light years away. I mean, it is staggering. Now, if we zoom out a little bit, we've got um, an image here. Uh, I mean, this is an incredible image that was taken uh, by um, the Voyager as it turned around. And this is a, an iconic image. And you can see there a speck of dust that looks like a speck of dust in a ray of sunlight. Um, and that is Earth. So we start to look at the scale and perspective of things here. Now, if we zoom out again, Earth is in the Milky Way galaxy. And if you were able to measure across the distance of the Milky Way galaxy, it's about 100,000 light years from end to end. I mean, that is colossal. Inside this galaxy, there is an estimated 100 billion stars and 100 billion planets in that galaxy. I mean, you're starting to go crazy numbers, but let's zoom out again. Um, and here you've got something called the local group of galaxies. Now, this isn't my knowledge or understanding. This is what's out there. And, you know, this is available information. These are the boundaries of where we've seen as a human race and, the, you know, the light that we've seen. Uh, so we've zoomed out and we're currently at the local group of galaxies. Um, and there's about 54 different galaxies there. And it's estimated that you're looking at something which is about 10 million light years across in terms of distance. So this sort of block of the universe, if you like, 10 million light years across. I mean, we are now talking in impossible kind of mind bending distances, but we're going to zoom out a little bit further and we get to what's called the Virgo supercluster. At least 100 other groups of galaxies are in this segment alone. A hundred other groups of galaxies. And, and it's estimated to be 110 million light years across. But we don't, we're not going to stop there. We're going to go even further. And we're zooming out. And this is the Lanakia, or I don't know, you say this stuff, the Lanakia supercluster. I mean, this is crazy. So now, now we are just crazy sized. I mean, look at this, 100,000 other galaxies in there. And it's estimated to be 520 million light years across. I mean, that's a huge segment. It's beyond the mind. Absolutely phenomenal. But then we go a little bit further to what's known as the observable universe all that we currently see it doesn't mean all that's out there the light just hasn't had enough time to reach us back on earth and in the observable universe there's an estimated two trillion individual galaxies two trillion and together they contain more stars than there are grains of sand on the entire earth. I mean, that's just 
mind-blowing the observable universe so go online if you're interested and just search observable universe and the scale of what we've been able to see is just mind-bending it's like wow that is huge and the bible says in psalm 147 he determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Stars in our observable galaxy, just the stuff we've been able to see, that altogether outnumber the grains of sand on the entire Earth. Have you been to the beach recently? Grab a handful of sand. He numbers the stars, calls them out by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Yet he's your dad. And he loves you. And he can heal and bind up your wounds. Wants a life with you. Wants to journey with you. I mean, who is like God? And that's one of the reasons I named my son Micah. Which means who is like God? Not Micah, who is like God, but it's it's a, just a, a statement of awe. Who is like God? There is no one like God. He is unique. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want to finish um, with this. I, I was I was kind of praying and thinking this stuff through, and, and Psalm fifty five really hit me. It says this. Uh, Psalm 55, 16 and 17. But I call to God and the Lord saves me. Now hear this. Evening, morning and noon, I cry out in my distress and he hears my voice. Let me leave you with one thing. I've given you a glimpse, albeit perhaps a rubbish one, of the universe. Uh, but in all of this, in all of the universe... There is a God who hears your voice. When you speak, and I don't know you, I, maybe I do know you if we're mates and you're watching, but I'm, it's possible that I don't know you. Uh, when you speak to God, when you say, Lord, I'm here, I love you, I want to hear from you. He hears your voice. The God of the universe, who numbers the stars, who who sees time from the start to the end. The God of the universe who can travel distances that you and I will never see. That our brains can hardly control and, and, and calculate. He travels them. And that same God of the universe, your dad, your father, your God in heaven, hears your voice. Be encouraged. He hears your voice. He knows you and he loves you.